This is the day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118, verse 24. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. God appeared to aged Abraham and told him that he would be the father of many nations. God said this to him, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, which means mockery, but Sarah, which means princess. I will bless her, and she shall be the mother of many nations. The kings of many peoples shall spring from her. The Bible then records the reaction of Abraham to God's surprising news. Abraham threw himself down on his face. He laughed and said, Can a son be born to a man who is 100 years old? Can Sarah bear a son when she's 90? God replied, Your wife Sarah shall bear a son, and you shall call him Isaac. No, Isaac means laughter. God kept his promise to his servant Abraham, and Sarah delivered a boy, a baby son, to Abraham in his old age. And they named the child, as they had been told, Isaac. Laughter. When Sarah had given birth to Isaac, she joyfully exclaimed, God has given me good reason to laugh, and everybody who hears will laugh with me. Isaac brought wonder, life, and excitement to Abraham. But most of all, he brought Abraham love. Then one day, when Isaac was older, perhaps, in his early teens, God gave Abraham a very painful command. Take your son, Isaac, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and there you shall offer him to me as a sacrifice. Although the words of God broke his heart, crushed his heart, Abraham did, as he always had done. He obeyed the command of the Lord. Abraham, the loving father, placed the wood for the sacrifice upon the strong shoulders of the unknowing Isaac. And then the following touching exchange took place between the, both of them, between father and son. Isaac said to Abraham, Father? And he answered, What is it, my son? Isaac said, Here are the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb 
was a sacrifice. Where is the lamb? Where is the lamb? Abraham replied, God will provide. Abraham took the wood, placed it on the pyre, and bound Isaac, who now realized that he was to be the victim and the lamb. But then the angel stays the hand of Abraham as he prepared to slay his son. And Abraham saw a ram caught in the tangle of a bush. God had provided the victim. The fathers of the church, the early Christian theologians, said that upon seeing the ram, Isaac laughed. Pope Benedict wrote, the sight of the ram gave Isaac back the laughter he had so recently lost. The ram then took Isaac's place and was sacrificed to the Lord God. Who is this boy Isaac but ourselves? Journeying through the world, climbing the mountain of our lives, bearing with us the mortal weight of our sins, and carrying the instruments of our own destruction. Our sins, mullable and malevolent, petty and prideful, have condemned us to die. Our weaknesses have caused us to stumble on the way and bruised our outlook on the future. Our mistakes, stupid and selfish, weigh down upon our shoulders. Such a life is drudgery. It is a potholed road pointed only in the direction of failure and doom. Now we are told by people, God will provide. But we have no hope in these words. They seem more like an excuse rather than a promise. But they are a promise. If I were to commit a crime, I would have to undergo punishment for the crime. If the crime I committed was a capital crime, I would be sentenced to death. My life would be demanded of me in order to requite the horrendous injustice done. The enormity of sin, like an infinite boulder, crushes the human race and demands our immolation, even which would not suffice the justice of God. For, an infinite, for a finite being cannot right an infinite wrong. Then, at the moment, all things seem forlorn and without hope. We behold the lamb, the spotless young lamb that will take away the sins of the world. The spotless, blameless, 
immaculate, immortal lamb, which is the son of God, submits to take our place, to bear our unbearable burdens, to pay the unpayable price, to lose his life, that we might regain our own. He submits to torture and punishment that we might not be punished. He becomes like a lamb silent before the shearers so that our souls may sing again. We behold the Lamb of God slain for us and we laugh. Human life was not meant to be a tragedy, but rather a comedy. It became a tragedy when sin entered the world and Satan cast his dark cloak about it. At that time, all laughter ceased. When Christ, the new Adam, overcame sin by dying on the cross, when he laughed at death and Satan by rising triumphantly from the grave, laughter returned to the human race. Easter season, the time of great rejoicing. And Easter joy is an attitude which Christians must bear. The composer, Haydn, said he, had been, he was filled with joy every time he thought of God. He wrote, as I came to utter the words of supplication, I could not suppress my joy, but loose the reins of my elated spirits, and so I wrote Allegro over the Miserere. During the Baroque period, there was a quaint custom called the Rhesus Piscalis. Now this sounds like the Novus Ordo, but it wasn't back in the Baroque era. The Easter laughter. The homilis was supposed to tell a joke in the homily, at which time the congregation was to break out in laughter. All scripted. All rubrical. Pope Benedict calls this Easter laughter the laughter of redemption, evoked by the joy and freedom of the resurrection. Christ told his apostles the night before he suffered and died, though you will be plunged into grief, your grief will be turned to joy. I shall see you again, and then you will be joyful, and no one shall rob you of your joy. The lamb that was pierced and slain for our sins now lives and stands triumphant, no more to die. The book of Revelation says that upon seeing the glorious lamb in heaven, our weeping will come to an end and then will be changed into laughter. Man was made to laugh. 
Not only is man the animal rationale, the rational animal, which because he reasons and thinks, but because of this, St. Thomas Aquinas calls him also the animal recibile, the animal who laughs. Man is the only animal gifted with laughter. The ability to see through things and perceive the unity and their discordance of things that are. Comedy is transparent reality. Tragedy is not. Comedy, when do you laugh? When we see contradictions, life from death, exaltation from humiliation, the divine human form. Spring laughs in winter as Sarah laughed at her barren womb. The empty tomb in Jerusalem laughs at death. And the Catholic, filled with the power and the joy of the risen Christ, laughs at the devil and all his dominions. He laughs at his problems that weigh him down. The world is transformed. My Christian sense of humor, my Easter sense of humor, enables me, enables us, to see the world through different eyes. I see his blood upon the rose and in the stars the glory of his eyes. His body gleams amid eternal snows. His tears fall from the skies. I see his face in every flower, the thunder and the singing of the birds are but his voice, and carven by his power, rocks are his written words. All pathways by his feet are worn, his strong heart stirs the ever-beating sea. His crown of thorns is twined with every thorn. His cross is every tree. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.